you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. We've got to get past week-to-week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure. That is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. could have married 
royalty because of her last name. Yet she finds herself generations later laying with a newborn baby in a little town called Bethlehem. Many years before the Gospels of the New Testament were recorded, we go back to the Old Testament in 2 Samuel. God makes a covenant with King David saying that David's lineage will not only come many kings, but but God makes a covenant with David and says, through your lineage will come the king of kings. David, your house, David, your throne will forever be settled. The true king of Israel and all the kings of Israel are going to come from your bloodline. As the time went on in history, David's lineage grew further and further away from God. The Bible says that his son Solomon, it says that his heart turned away from God. And as the time went on, you see, because I if you I need you to hear me, mom and dad, you set the precedent for your children. And because Solomon's heart turned away from God and turned toward the world, as the time went on, the kings of Israel from the lineage of David grew further and further away from the covenant maker. There was a point in history, to be exact, 15 generations had went by since King David drew his last breath. One of his grandchildren was the king of Israel. And the Bible says, Israel was overcome by the enemy. And even the king was led into Babylonian captivity. God promised this lineage to David. But 15 generations later, in his bloodline, it couldn't have seemed any more different. God, how can you promise your servant, that his throne will forever be settled in Israel. But all of a sudden, it seems like his promise became void. Are you with me tonight? We fast forward to many generations later, and we catch up to a man named Joseph. And his wife named Mary, both of royal lineage. 
heirs to the throne, yet merely carpenters in Nazareth. I'm sure at this point in history, Lucifer was able to have his many generations of laughter over David's lineage seeming to come to an end. Satan was probably down in hell throwing a party saying, did you see what happened? God said one thing, but something else has begun to happen. I have completely wiped out the lineage of David because of sin and because of wickedness. God, if you can hear me from down in hell, what happened to you being a promise keeper? Look here. This is an heir to the throne. He should be wearing a crown on his head, robed in gold and robed in diamonds. But here he is. Wearing an apron, building a table. Your unending promise has led to a mere carpenter from Nazareth named Joseph, God. And what about Mary? uneducated, can't do anything in this kingdom without her husband because she's not recognized as an heir. Are you even really a promise keeper? We all know what Nazareth means. Nazareth, an utter wasteland of a place. Nazareth was a place that was looked down upon. To be exact, there was one in the New Testament that when she heard that Jesus was from Nazareth, they said, can anything good come from Nazareth? But what you need to comprehend is Nazareth is where Jesus chose to lay his head. Nazareth was the place that Jesus chose to make his home because Jesus takes that which is looked down upon forgotten, desolated promises. And he says, this is where I will fulfill my word. Give me some time as I make my launching pad tonight for this sermon. Brother Kevin, I don't know where you are, but I'm halfway through. The thing about covenant that you need to truly be able to comprehend is that there is a difference between covenant and contract. A contract is something that can be broken. When you're in a contract with 
worked out when you owned your business. If you didn't do your job, the contractor would say, get off of my job site. Because the breaking of a contract from one party always ended up consequences. But you see, Brother Danny, there's a difference between covenant and contract. The Bible says that God made not a contract, but the Bible says God made a covenant with David. He said, from your lineage, from your lineage, David, there will not be an end. But then later on, as he's going through this new covenant that he makes, do you want to know what he says? He says, your lineage is going to fail. Your lineage is going to stumble. Your lineage is going to fall. But I will pick them back up again. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to understand before I go any further that when you receive the Holy Ghost, it's not a contract that God's going to break. It's a covenant that goes until death do us part. You see it? See the difference between a covenant and a contract. The contract has term limits. And the contract ends in a season. But you see, when God made the covenant with Abraham, through the Holy Ghost, when God made the covenant with Abraham, it was normal for two kings to join hands and walk through the covenant together. Because they both were saying, I'm going to live up. But you've got to realize something. When God made the covenant with Abraham, the Bible says that Abraham fell asleep. God walked through the covenant alone. Because he said there's going to come a day where you can't live up to this part of the covenant. But I will live up to this covenant until death do me part. But here's the thing about God. He never dies. So the covenant never ends. I'm thankful tonight that we are in a covenant with God. The covenant only broken when death does its part. That's why no matter how much David failed God, no matter how much Solomon failed God, no matter how much Solomon's children failed God, there was still a promise of a lineage that would come. Even when his lineage was led into Babylonian captivity, Brother Jeremy, the covenant That's where, that's where in the story of the birth of Christ, we come to a wall. Are you with me tonight? We come to a wall in this message. 
because they were led into captivity. And we read and we catch up uh, all the way in the New Testament. And Joseph the carpenter and Mary's an uneducated woman of no reputation. It looks like God's promise has been fulfilled. But you see, God has realized something about God. Every time God is met with a dead end, he has already prepared a back door. Every time God's met with an obstacle that seems like he can't get through, he already has a plan in order because he knows the end from the beginning and he's never going to break his promise to you. The last book of the Old Testament, after David has passed, after Solomon has passed, after the kings of Israel have passed, after David's lineage is wiped out, Find the book of Micah, chapter 5, verse 3, that the covenant has come. I feel my help coming on tonight. Micah 5 and verse 2, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says this, watch this now. They were already led into captivity. David's lineage was already wiped out. And all of a sudden a prophet comes. And he's, and God says, write down what I'm about to tell you. Oh, Bethlehem. Are you only a small village among the Yet, watch this, a ruler of Israel will come from you, one whose lineage are from the distant past. Ladies and gentlemen, when we're reading about the kings, you've got to realize something. In order to become a king, you have to be of the bloodline. David's bloodline was not in the throne of Saul. David's lineage led them to a carpenter's shop in Nazareth. God says, prompt you. I'm going to get ahead of my message, but i got to tell you what I found out. You know what the word Bethlehem or house meant? Jesus said, I am the bread of life. What little did they know that from Bethlehem is where the lambs were born that were brought to the tabernacle for the slain. Little did they know that the bread was about to arrive on the scene. I've come to tell you tonight, it's not over till God says it.
Bethlehem. You're small. What good could a small town bring? No palace. No castle. No king. Just a few hundred years later, just a few. You see, sometimes we've got to learn how to hold on to a promise even when it seems like it's on hold. Sometimes we've got to learn to stand on the word of God when it seems like nothing's happened. I wish I had my help in here. Sometimes we got to learn to hold on when it seems like nothing is going our way because God's a promise keeper. One day, one day in Nazareth, little little woman, sitting at home, maybe, maybe she knew her Savior well, maybe she knew what that promise was, but she knew I deserved Maybe she knows she deserves the promise, the covenant that God made. And maybe they're sitting in Nazareth saying, God, do you even know where I am? Are you truly a man of your word? Or have you And one night, the Spirit of the Lord came and The Spirit of God overshadowed a virgin woman. And the Spirit of God overshadowed her. And an angel came and said, from you will the Messiah be born. And maybe she was wondering, this poor child, you see, he should have been a king because his Daddy was supposed to be a king, but he's going to grow up in a carpenter's shop. But maybe she didn't truly understand that she was not just giving birth to any baby, but she was giving birth to the king of kings. So the prophecy from Bethlehem, come a ruler of Israel, from whose origins will come begin to make a journey to Bethlehem and they're traveling. They know I should be giving birth to this baby. I should be giving birth to this baby in the palace. I should have the best doctors. I should have the comfy bed. I should have my feet all propped up. I should have everything. But I'm going to a stable. God about why we are where we are, but what we don't realize is sometimes the journey to destiny can get a little dirty. 
sometimes the journey to destiny can get a little smelly. Sometimes our feet are going to hurt and our back are going to hurt. And sometimes we're going to look to our left and we see goats and we're going to look to our right and we see camels. And we're saying, God, we don't deserve this. And God says, my purpose is greater than you are and you're never going to be able to understand it. And from Mary comes the king of kings. Maybe you're asking tonight, Brother Dylan, it's Christmas season. You're not come with a Christmas message. You didn't come with deck the halls, jingle bells. I came to show you a hidden message in the Christmas story that we seem to never be able to comprehend. And it's this simple. God never breaks a promise. God never breaks a promise. If you have a promise from God, keep holding on. If you have a promise of a destiny, keep holding on. I know it looks like it's not going to come to pass, but God is not a man that he should lie. Come to tell somebody that the Christmas story is trying to show us that God has never broken a promise and he is true to his word. Maybe tonight it may seem to you that you're a long way from your palace. It might seem to you that God promised you something but you find yourself in Nazareth. But I've come to tell you that God is a promise keeper. God is a promise keeper. What am I telling you tonight? I'm telling you to not give up on the healing God made covenant with you over. Don't give up on the child that God said I'm going to save. Don't give up on the miracle you've been waiting for for 20 years. Don't give up because sooner or later God's going to fulfill that which he has spoken fulfillment of the promise is closer than you think. I need you to touch two or three people right now and say, I'm not denied. I need you to get up out of your seat and touch two or three people and tell them I'm not denied. I need you to do it right now. I want you to go to someone and tell them I'm not denied. It might seem delayed, but it's not denied. It might not happen the way you think it needs to happen, but I'm not going to preach one more word until you get out of your seat and you go to someone and tell them I'm not denied. Some of you are living in defeat. Some of you are living defeated, and you think that the devil has you right where he wants you. But I've come to tell you tonight that God has you right where he wants you. I'm not denied. I'm not denied. I'm delayed, but I'm not denied. I'm delayed. But I'm not denied. 
It's smelly, but I'm not denied. It's nasty, but I'm not denied. I'm sick right now, but I'm not denied. I feel like hell is breaking loose, but I'm not denied. I'm not denied. Or later. Sooner or later, God's going to live up to his part. Don't be discouraged in the waiting. Don't be discouraged in the process. Don't be discouraged in the stable. Don't be discouraged in Bethlehem. Don't be discouraged in Nazareth. Because you're in covenant with God. And sooner or later, God is going to do that which he said might have been laughing but what the, sometimes we don't understand is God never makes the same mistake every eye on me right now every eye on me the devil God has made mistakes. The devil wants us to believe that promises that we've been waiting years and years and years for, God's going to deliver them. God wants us to believe that we have to live in generations of God wants us to believe that God has forsaken his covenant. But my Bible tells me he's not a man that he should lie. He's the same yesterday. greatest Christmas gift from the Lord above for this day that doesn't come again. A gift that he wanted to give to us today because he wants to reassure us that we're not denied on covenant. He's not denied. The devil cannot. You hear me tonight. 
devil cannot prolong God's timing. You hear me in the Holy Ghost. The devil is not prolonging your promise. If anything, you're prolonging your promise because you're not walking in the will of God. But the devil cannot prolong his promise. There's nothing the devil can do to stop us. There's nothing the devil can do to hinder us. But God, God has a timing that's above ours, that's greater than ours. down where you are for this part right here. Don't give up on God because He won't give up. Why? He's able through every circumstance He's able through every end of the road He's able through every hurt He's able for every obstacle, he's able. For every trial, he's able. For every tribulation, he's able. Through every circumstance, he's able. Through every tribulation, he's able. Through every sickness, he's able. Through every pain, he's able. Through every financial difficulty, he's able. He's able. God is able to do just what he said. I need people who are holding on to a promise. I want you to come right now. He's going to fulfill every promise, every promise to you. I need someone who's waiting on that lost loved one to come back to the Lord. Come, don't give up on God because He won't give up on you because He's able, He's able. The rest of the church come forward, He's able. Someone needs to lift your hand and say, He's able. Someone needs to lift your hand and say, He's able. Someone lift your hand and say, I'm not denied. Someone lift your hand and say, I'm not denied. Someone lift your hand and say, I'm not denied. Come to the front. I want you to put your feet on the altar. Come as close as you can. Come as close as you can. As close as you can. 
tonight. God's going to revive your faith. Sister Wanda, what did we learn this week? God's a man of Why? Because it's God. It's never broken. God's going to fulfill it. No matter what it looks like, God's going to fulfill. No matter what it was going to bring, God was going to fulfill. No matter what the healing looked like, God was going to fulfill. It might not look like what we think it needs to look like, but God's going to fulfill. Lift your hands. I pray for everyone in this room tonight who's holding on to promises that have not come to pass. I pray for everyone in this room tonight who's holding on to words that's been holding on for 20 years and 30 years. God, you are able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or think. Nothing's too great for you. 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 Someone needs to rejoice tonight in the fact that God's a man of his word. That God's going to keep his promise. That God's not going to leave you denied. That God's not going to leave you alone. Cause he won't give 